Live from the Hollow Token Hellhole. In the morning, Troy. In the morning, Brian Black. Oh yeah. Decentralized finance. I'm What's checking, new? I'm in checking Zerion right now. Let's see what Hollow Tokens at. I, I I got out of that one a while ago, but yeah, stick stick with it. What you got? I, I five xed in that one. I'm I did fine. Uh, my Ethereum was 130 this morning, and now it's 114. That's dollar value. Oh yeah, uh, Ethereum hit like 165 through part of the day. Let's see what it scales. Good times. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna look at Apollo Token. I can't find it right now. Okay. Make any new acquisitions? Uh. <laughs> No, I'm waiting for the DGen VC airdrop. And uh the what? DGen. Yeah, I, I don't. There's these decentralized VC funds and the lowest tier of like all of them is probably DGen VC. You you basically add their token to a liquidity pool on Uniswap. These are terms that are probably a little confusing to everybody on earth. So I won't go into it too much, but they basically give you shit coins and then people pump and dump them. Ah, uh, so you get like, it like spreads them out across a bunch of them. So I hope one of them hits. Well, it's nice getting an extra 600 bucks every couple of days. You know what? Sign me up for that. <laughs> Cause that's what it was. They sent me a token. It was like, worth 600 bucks or something mm -hmm. it pumped to 1200 i was asleep the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and then uh i sold it like 400 and then i gave you probably i don't know i gave you a thousand tokens but they're worth nothing now huzzah hooray hey maybe it'll kick back up they're uh they're trying to start the uh the engine of unbox.art that's that token that I still don't understand don't how shit. they're like, oh, yeah, we've got valuable art that can be copied. Okay, so Unbox.art is trying to add, they're trying to make liquid, they're trying to make uh, non-fungible tokens, the art thing you're referring to, mm -hmm. liquid. They're trying to provide a platform. Easily transferable? Where, uh, that's all I know. I sold okay. it. Basically, the site has very little info on it. It sketched me out, so I swapped it. Somebody mm -hmm. else gave me ETH for it, so I've got more Ethereum. Double down on That's the good. Ethereum. Yeah, where, didn't you send me something earlier this week about the, the from the mind of the guy who who set up Ethereum? Yeah, like he. It was interesting read, but he like he started off with like, like everything is concave or convex. And then he's like, then he goes, he breaks down like well, how is how he defines that and like giving examples. And at the very end of it, he was like, but in essence, both strategies are horrible. That's why you should go with the saddle point strategy. And it's like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? Like, I don't know. I, I felt like he was d definitely an interesting way to look at it because he's trying to explain it with mathematical terms. But then I feel like it, it came down to a everybody's introvert or introvert, extrovert. Everybody's uh like one way or they're the opposite way. And at the very end, he's like, you need to be somewhere in the middle. 
which is like yeah everybody says that it was like it was like an, an, it was a interesting way to look at it but i didn't feel like it was a new philosophy in any way or shape the conclusion i agree with you but uh i should put this in the show notes the write-up that he has here mm-hmm. has really good images yeah he did a lot of he, you could see he put a lot of work into it. like there was like visuals with it and there were good examples to really convey what he meant by each term but yeah he, he sort of like like uh was like a bit bait and switch at the end there <laughs> yeah well i guess what he's saying without looking at the website mm-hmm. uh, i guess i would have to describe the imagery as a graph that shows one example is the tax rate going to the right, tax revenue going to the top, and then mm-hmm. percentage percentage of tax rate along the bottom there. And uh, I guess it's showing a graph of uh, who's paying. Not really sure. Anyway, the it just shows a bunch of curves on a graph. And yeah. Uh, some of these curves are sloped up at the ends and they bow down really deep in the middle and other graphs that he shows are the inverse of that is a big hump in the middle. And when you model that basically two different perspectives on the same thing, you model it in 3d, it ends up with what looks like a horse saddle. Mm hmm. The saddle point right in the middle. Yeah. So he's, I guess he's saying, look at it in 3D. <laughs> You're not thinking three dimensionally. <laughs> he, yeah, he uses this, or uh, the podcast I listened to used this to say that Bitcoin maximalists are, is it convex? Convex thinkers. And that they think when the graph curves up at the ends that they need to be on the far right or the far left and the uh either the podcaster out of it seemingly in it the the podcaster was saying um that he thinks that ethereum users are more concave world it's it's more of a concave worldview they're in mm-hmm. the middle that they don't need an extreme I don't know. It's kind of a weak analogy. Like, I guess, like my one problem, like he he described convex as being like extremes of one or the other, and that concave was like trying to be more centered, like if they're trying to make everything balanced. But then I'm like, well, then isn't just a saddle point a application of a concave person because they're looking for perfect balance? That that to me was still not clear to me after reading through it. It was it was like, well, I, I don't see the difference quite yet. Like I see that. You need to have some mixture between chaos and order. Another way to put what he was talking about. But you know, that that in itself is like, okay, you're trying to be balanced between the two two extremes. <laughs> balancing of balancing. Speaking of two extremes. Mm-hmm. Uh like two days ago, Discord was going to be acquired by Microsoft. That's right. There were talks that they're going to be uh, sold to Microsoft. And Microsoft and today, have all that data. And today, they're mm-hmm. not. Didn't Discord just say like, nah, bro, we're fine. Yeah. 
We'll 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 sell our own user data. We'll do it ourselves. Yeah, no thanks. All right, so here are a couple of links to open source Discord alternatives. They're web apps, just like Discord. Let's go through these. One, have you already gone through these? I I, I have only uh, used Valkyrie. Okay, so I see Valkyrie. No, but sorry. Get... Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. That's the one I've used. Either create an account, which I haven't done that yet. Tell me about it. This app was made for educational purposes. Uh, yeah, I'm sure all of these have some kind of vulnerability in them if you hosted it yourself. I'm tempted to. But I mean, like, what, is it basically you have to host the server, like an actual server? Just, on your uh, own? It's probably just a website with a little SQLite database that stores the user info. And then you just set up WebRTC sessions to speak to each other. And there's a chat room. Okay, like I guess Discord. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out because then an alternative to Discord would be nice. Especially open source just means that the, the the source code is made available, though, right? Yeah. So I mean, technically, you could have the same if you're if you're concerned about your user data, you could have the same issues as regular Discord. Uh, if you if Valkyrie app dot x y z if that the guy that runs this decided to sell your information, then yes. But if you hosted your own, then no. So it's in the Valkyrie app. You can host your own your own server for that. Is that basically the, the yeah. difference? That's the nice thing about having the source code is you could run your own Valkyrie. Ah, okay. I understand. They need to have probably, well, that's true of anything. If you want to run it yourself, you got to then pay the cost for it. But still, though, good to have options. And then what's about yeah, this other one? If it's one, free, then you are the product. Yeah. <laughs> Everything costs money. You just may uh, may not know it. Yeah. And then this other one, React. I haven't used it. Okay, but it's... Uh, I never sat down and used them because I use Mumble, so... I know, but let me I just type, in, type in this channel block for you to see later. Uh, wait. Account. Oh, you can just make one. I bet there's a demo user. Let's see. Demo, demo? Uh, how, wait, what do you mean demo user? Where are you looking? Is it a trade account that just says demo? Is that a thing? It might have been this React Discord clone. The second link I sent you on GitHub. Uh -huh. I think this is this might have been the one that I used. Let's go make a random account. We'll do this live. F it, we'll do it live. Okay, I created an account. I'm in there. My mic is live. I wonder if people are listening to me. No, there's no active users. Join up. Okay, wait one second. I gotta... Here, just make a... Uh, don't put your real password in there. Just pick a random word that's over six characters and use that as your username and password. Whoa, why am I already in a... What the heck? I'm already in a channel with pavement. Yeah, that's me. But like, what, but I don't see what you channels? Here. I see you. Uh, I think general is the the quote unquote channel. It's weird. I don't see you. I'm gonna reload. Okay, I see def oh, oh default channel. Okay, okay. So you create a server. Create a server. Invite your buddy. Join the server. Okay, create a server. Uh, I'll type it in a name you'll recognize. Okay, and now I have to invite okay, people to it. How do I? This is all through the web app, though, which is nice. How do I invite you, though? Is it a link? Do you type in a username? 
looking around. Change username. It's not checking out. That function may not work. That's definitely possible. Oh, it says right here. The server just woke up. Hold on for five seconds while he munches a quick bite. Ha! And he spelled it bite. B-Y-T-E. So clever. Okay, so right now we're the only two people in the world using the servers right now. Yeah, because yeah. everybody just posted random garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to, you go to game, you just screw up like two lines and then uh, nagger all over the place. Daddy, really? daddy, suck me, nagger. <laughs> oh my God, I, I see it. <laughs> oh, but okay, so I just made a server. Okay, so you, you could, if you want like a super exclusive Discord experience, this would be the way to do it. It's, it, it looks very much similar to the way Discord looks, but it's also the web browser. Well, then how do I? That's exactly what Discord is. It's literally just a web page. Yeah. How do I do voice though? It asked me for my mic information. Yeah, I'm not hearing you. I don't see the option to like turn it on. I I found a text message. It's all text things. Okay. How about we add a channel? All right. I just did a private chat with you. Are you still okay. on the default server? Yes. Maybe oh. we have to. I see your message. Can you oh, see my join message? the voice channel? That's how. I don't see, see it on the Oh, left. it's oh. But it shows me in here twice. I see myself twice. Oh shit! Am I hearing you twice? <laughs> Are you hearing yourself? I, th I am actually. <laughs> yeah, because it's going through my audio routing to you. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's not too that bad to kick out of it though. Hey, it works. That was really low latency. That was like, that, that was, was probably peer quick. to peer. Now, how do I, I made a test server, but I don't know how to add people. It's possible that it's broken. Okay. Let me see if I, oh, oh, here we go. I just sent you a code. Go to the plus create server instead do the join a server. All right. I bet that's how you do it. Where'd you send it? I sent it to your private message. Okay, I click on the, the uh, home button in the top left. And it should show a chat with me in the, in the underneath home. Oh, yeah. Doing it live. I don't know how to create a voice channel. It's munching a quick bite right now. That's cool. Can you see that? It worked. I see the message uh, saying that. Oh, okay. So it doesn't refresh live. Yeah, so that's why you weren't able to see me when I joined. It doesn't refresh the uh, who is it, who's the active user. You have to actually hit refresh. Just don't hit refresh on the web page or it reloads the whole fucking web app. Oh, really? I just hit F5 and just reload the whole thing. Interesting, though. Very interesting. But how do I create a voice? I wonder if it's literally just this. Let's see. There's a web app that implements a web front end to mumble. So it wouldn't be too far-fetched to basically pay one of these devs to make a bridge that goes from WebRTC to a Mumblebot. And then the web front end would create users mm -hmm. in a database that Mumble would use as its registered user list. And then you just have these retarded <laughs> web page users that have their mic live 24-7 in Mumble. Mm -hmm. That would be annoying, but at least they'd be in there, I guess. Make it very easy to join. It would make it very easy. 
Okay, so this is how you make a voice channel with this uh, React yeah. Discord. You rename the channel voice. That's simple enough. And then you click on it, and then you're in. If you uh, added anything but that... I'm not seeing it, though. Refresh the page. Like, go back oh, to home oh, and then come back in. Oh, okay. No. Still says, hold on, five seconds. No, 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 in the left side for the channel names are you see general voice and test voice. Okay, there. And if you that click on voice, uh, what do you get? Voice? Whoa! It just went white on me. It crashed. Oh no! The whole tab crashed. The whole tab is white now. It just totally disappeared. Great. It's quality. Oh no! Oh no! I can't connect my server. Oh, <laughs> I'm locked out. Okay, well, this this is an interesting concept, but I don't think uh, I don't think we're there quite yet. <laughs> okay, maybe try and join. Do it again for something free that made yes. it like seventy-five to eighty percent of the eighty-five percent of the way there. This is definitely Pretty impressive. Good. It's just not there yet. It's not usable yet. I think a thousand dollar donation could make that go a long way. You get probably get it theory. to ninety percent. That last 5% is going to be 90% of the actual dev time, though. Mm -hmm. The, the fine-tuning part of it all. Still, though, very cool. Very fun. Just, has, it's just almost there. Just almost there. I wonder if... Uh, so, for my... When I'm streaming on Twitch, I have, like, this uh, stream kit overlay that shows who's in Discord. I wonder if that would work with it. Uh, no. Okay. If they made an API... And then wrapped a shitty unsandboxed web browser called Electron, mm. then that would work. Because then they'd have a desktop app, quote unquote, that just renders a web page, but then they can tie in all the uh, notification services, uh, local RPC server for communicating with, I don't know, that uh, overlay. You could do an overlay of the web page. Hmm, maybe. And then subtract out certain colors. Yeah. But you show. personally probably wouldn't want to run all this stuff unless you thought that um, the most important thing that you were doing was perhaps not the stream, but the community that the stream brings. Mm -hmm. In which case, it would be worth creating a tailored experience for that community. Speaking of your stream, uh, how is yort.org? Let's check it right now. I still never, there. Still there. I never need to check it. Oh, it's completely serverless. Exactly. Well, somebody's no. servers. They're just not yeah, ones you have to maintain. Exactly. You don't need to go in there and do your Ubuntu updates. Speaking of Ubuntu updates, wasn't there a big Ubuntu yeah, update? Yeah, Ubuntu 2104. Um, oh, a little bit of trivia. Did you know that the number is the year and the month? Huh. I didn't know that, but now I see it. Yep. Uh, I guess yeah. it always increase too, so you don't have to worry about Exactly. There's no collisions version. until mm -hmm. you go 100 years into the future. They just add a third digit. 21-1. Should, should, should we be thinking 100 years in the future with Ubuntu releases? Ah, uh, that's a great question. If, if even Ubuntu would be around, I think it 
I think they've got bigger <laughs> problems, like getting 64-bit time. 60, wait, wait, what 64-bit time? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've solved all this. OpenBSD did like 10 years ago. Um, time, Unix time, has been 32 bits for a long time. And it's a 32-bit counter that increments. Mm -hmm. And they started it at, in 1969. So that means they, they have until 2032? <laughs> something Which is like not that. too far away now. I know. That's they don't have long. Future Ubuntu development team problems. So there's probably some toaster or some other piece of junk that has a little computer in it that mm -hmm. won't tell time properly after the uh, end of epoch time which is and you know that one will be hooked up to the uh, u.s nuclear missile program and we'll get yeah. the uh, y2k but in 2032 those reactors that could be serviced for 100 years all, that they, all the nuclear reactors running on ubuntu servers they decommission them after 30 because mm -hmm. they don't want to uh, keep paying the upkeep and then there's 10,000 years of waste. Oh, man. The Unleash. The Fu uh, Fukushima reactors that they are trying to cool with ocean water, they apparently have so much waste, radioactive waste, that they put it into dehydration pools mm -hmm. and they or evaporation pools. They let it evaporate, and they have, like, radioactive... Uh, salt uh yeah like sea salt in big dry beds and, and then they, they put that into uh they sell it back to the people <laughs> no uh th yeah they ship it here for us to put on our uh our uh our meats you know, we can get sea salt at trader joe's that way <laughs> trader joe's mm -mm, it's With radioactive radium. good <laughs> it's, it's good, good like burning in my mouth spicy Spicy Ooh, Troy. My teeth are glowing. Like uh, they want to put it back into the ocean to dilute it because they Even don't know further. what else to do with it. Well, that's better than what I've heard before. I heard they're just basically making a giant hole in the ground, just dumping in there and then surrounding it with concrete. Uh, that's better. What do you think the Japanese eat? Radioactive toothpaste. A lot of seafood. Well, I know... What is it that ever since the first nuke went off, our whole planet is radiated to begin with? Like you can actually tell based on the metal before and after. Yeah. Is it like oh, what was it? There's, there's. I don't know if it was a science thing or if it was a like the the metal pre pre um, pre blast is like really rare to find, but it's really important for something. I forget what it was. I heard that on No Agenda. Mm -hmm. but since Adam Curry is a deaf man and he <laughs> calibrates his own audio still, mm -hmm. um, I question a lot of things that he says now. I always, I always treat the podcast like interesting to hear, but always verify. Don't, don't take it like this is law. Yeah. It's uh, generally pointed in the right direction. Yes. But there can be a lot of uh, details that are like yeah, De not key addressed. details that if you repeat are very embarrassing when they're wrong. <laughs> repeat, yeah, yeah. Michelle Obama has a penis. 
I think, I think those those ones are are purposely comical. At least I, I hope it was. Uh, that's like it's about to end. Still though, there are a couple parts where it's just like I remember like there was a story where it was about the uh, Star Trek actress Jerry Ryan, and he was talking about it. I was he he got the very important detail of who was uh, uh who was um, the sexual pervert in the story. And he got it backwards. Oh man! And so it was like he was talking about the victim as being like some uh, sexual, you know, going after her husband. And it was like it was actually the other way around. So it's like, oh no! Like he, he's in the right direction of the story, but he got it backwards. And that was Adam. That was Adam. Yeah, and of course, uh, I can relate to that. It's the guy they were like, you don't want to tell retell that story without first checking on it <laughs> first. I do that uh, all the time. If I re-listen to the show, to mm-hmm. like, it, there's no edits in the show, but sometimes I have to go back and and edit. Yeah, it's super rare. But I hear things that I say, or what I intended on saying, or what I thought I said, mm-hmm. and the details are all flipped. <laughs> <laughs> They're one other way they around. Oh well. Well, I I have to remember the show is not it is not a news show. It is not a. This is our well, like it becomes it's an it's news analysis. Yes, at the end of the day, it's news analysis, and you know when they actually and there's no editing. Yeah, there's no editing when they actually get called out on something. They you know we'll say it. They'd be like, hey, we got a letter from a, from a listener. We were wrong, or you know, like, no, I still doubt that, or you know, it's 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 very much they're not um, trying to hide it as like this is their opinion. This is what they've they have found. This is how they feel about it. So. It's very dangerous because, like, I think when you first start listening to the show, you're like, "Oh wow, I think they're, they're, you know, they're on the right track," and you start like, "Oh, totally." But then you start listening a little bit longer, and as you get like, if they finally hit a topic that you actually know about, you're like, mm, "Wait a minute, this is not quite right." Have you been to their website, noagendashow.com? They have a website. They do have a website, and they have lots of old. Uh, first of all. Adam Curry invented podcasting. The Podfather, yes. The Podfather. His show, the No Agenda Show, is like it's an old podcast. It's it's up there with some of the original ones. And 1340, 1340 episodes. Yep. Two a week. And they have a lot of old infrastructure, like the stuff on the internet. Mm-hmm. So when you go to noagendashow.com. It used to go to a clear text, so an unencrypted Squarespace 5 site. Is it .com or .net? Now the .com redirects to .net. Okay, because I went to .com and they're like, stop. Do not proceed any farther. Okay. Did it say something? Yeah, I went to .com, and since I'm on Chrome, it has those, your connection is not private. Attackers may be trying to steal your information. Someone besides Google is trying to steal my information. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically it's warning me that it's not a private connection if i go to .com but .net's fine yeah it uh, redirect it's supposed to redirect to uh, well it google net. stops before i even get to the redirect that's like, weird it like goes bop did you go out of your way and type https no okay so then i think that google just started doing that in chrome 90 on a certain mm. number of connections they actually basically do what uh, certain extensions have always done. Mm-hmm. This is a little check. Com. 
Yeah. But yeah, the not net has the H is secure. I can see it in the uh in the web address. The yeah, dot so com even it tried to load. There's something in the dot com that does the redirect. Um but what are you using? You're using Brave or I just Mozilla? used Chrome. And that's it. Yeah. I think that there's only certain I don't know how to explain it. I guess Chrome 90 does a connection upgrade hmm. and it's not on by default globally yet. If I'm recalling what they said on uh, security now. But uh, going back to the topic, so no agenda is they're using a lot of old architecture for their, their setup, right? I think yeah. I was just looking at their website, which is why I brought that up. Mm-hmm. Oh, this reminds me. So there was a big Apple announcement, but the thing that they didn't talk about during the keynote where they released a new iPad, AirTags, and a new iMac, mm-hmm. they did some upgrades, quote unquote, to the podcast app and their oh. podcast infrastructure. They have their own subscription system now so that podcast producers can have people subscribe through their platform. Totally proprietary. Not technically a podcast anymore because podcasts are rss feeds yeah it sounds like a spotify app that's exactly what it is they are fucking up podcasts so good thing we have overcast well no no see overcast is also its own private thing but they've relied on apple's itunes uh, podcast directory uh because the podcast directory always had an open api that anybody could query for free Mm mm-hmm they're not charging no money longer. for it yet, but they've gone long. and changed how uh, podcast producers like me go and manage their their uh, podcast feed. And for a random number of podcasts, the option to delist your RSS feed in their API has been uh, unchecked or checked or the opposite. So it's like uh, uncheck this if you don't want your RSS feed to be listed in the API or something. But Overcast relies on that. So all of a sudden, Overcast is just going to have a whole bunch of podcasts disappear out of their uh, their search. Repertoire. Yeah, so uh, Marco Arment, the developer of Overcast, said that he had to actually add a podcast, what is it, podcast index? Yeah, podcastindex.org. And that's Adam Curry's thing. Adam Curry, once again. Mm-hmm. That's his initiative to try and keep the free and open podcast directory separate from Apple. Because it's pretty clear now that... Uh, Apple's kind of become the next... This, turn the Spotify direction. Uh, well, Apple's kind of like the next Microsoft. They yeah. are monomaniacal about making sure they have absolute control death grips on everything so you can't really trust them podcastindex.org i'm gonna put that in there too now is that who runs the podcast.index is that adam curry adam curry and some other guy okay i'll label this section fuck Apple. <laughs> Freak Apple. 
Frick. Speaking of Apple, their new iPad Pro has this 120 degree wide angle lens. Isn't that just a fisheye? It's a total fisheye, like a ridiculous okay. one. It'll either make your body parts look very small or very big. And the cool thing is it sees the whole room. So mm. no matter where you stand, so it's always watching you, no where you stand. Got yeah. it. <laughs> not where you are. Dang. But when you do a FaceTime call or other call, if mm -hmm. the developer uses this particular API, the uh, camera can zoom in and watch you as you walk around the room. So you can oh, keep talking. Oh, like the, uh, the Facebook stalker. Exactly like the Facebook naked cam. Yeah. God, I remember when they were demoing that. But you can like... carry this one in the bathroom with you. <laughs> when is it going to be able to sprout its own legs and follow you? Well, you got to keep your OnlyFans happy. <laughs> Entertained. There's no time for showering. <laughs> no time for showering. You got to sell the bathwater. The, the little necklaces with your bathwater in it. Oh, geez. I'm going to be busy. <laughs> Need to add the, uh, the shower cam webcam to your stream. There's a high demand for gamer jockstrap. It's like the most useless thing on the planet. Esports. Esports need support. Esports need support? Yep. <laughs> That's a sweaty sport. Oh boy, sitting in your chair. Well, and when you're naked, you cannot sit on a leather chair. Oh, you can't. You just lose your skin every time. You get, you get a... You get a deep cleanse massage every time you sit up. You get a free wax. Free wax. A free de hair, a de, uh, de scaling. Yeah. You bikini wax your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they spread open? Question. They also added uh, air tags. Okay. With the air tags. Air tags are actually cool. They, you know, the, uh, what's that company that has those Bluetooth tag things? What is it called? Tile. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And Tile. they're, like, basically useless, because if you're away from it, you can't trigger it. It's if... somewhere in this area. You're like... I it was last seen yesterday at this location, because <laughs> you happen to have the app open. Yeah. Well, I, But that's yeah. not where it's at. It's gone. Unless it's within 30 feet of you, in which case, it can locate it, but so could you. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it, the problem with it is like it's it's not like your phone you can you can like like put a webcam on and it's like oh it's here this is this is the sig where the strong signal's the strongest no it's like you're in the general area ish but you can like, now oh it can now yeah with AirTags an iPhone 11 or 12 oh can you, you have a chip in it called the U1 chip uh huh it works like a fucking divining rod like you're looking for water. <laughs> Beep. and then it locks on and you can find your stuff in the couch Every, oh they're Apple devices right uh, whatever you put the tag on oh it's a physical tag it's a physical tag it's oh. like a metal button they are about the size of Tim Cook's nipples I think that's on purpose that's the uh, model they use I think so they don't have a sticky back so I think they just clip right oh, to the so nipple clamps. they're not clamps. exactly like his nipples. They go right into the nipple clamps. <laughs> and when they make a noise, the top, the plastic shell of mm -hmm. the AirTag is the speaker itself. So it's vibrating that somehow. And okay, then there's, there's a motion sensor inside of it. I gotta actually look at what these look like. Cause... Okay, Imagine like a brass button to a jacket. 
but it's a white plastic thing it's in the bottom. It's a pretty thick button. Silver. It would be a little thick. Okay, and there's the there's the case that you can loop it around it's like a keyhole, keyhole, yep. a key ring, or butthole. Yeah, yeah, that's the next semi next place. water resistant. High <laughs> water resistant. So it's got, uh, as far as I know, it's got Bluetooth, low energy, and then the U1 chip, and a motion sensor. So if it's been away from your phone for a couple of days, uh-huh. when somebody starts to move it it will start to chirp and make noise hmm. so that they know it was lost. And if another person with an iPhone is near it, uh, the tag, if you put it in lost mode, it kind of distributes oh. that, that ID throughout the whole network and their phone will be presented with information about the fact that you lost it. And if you tap the link, you can fill out a page that has uh, contact <clears throat> contact info for you. Wait a minute. So this thing will reach out to a phone. It knows nothing about and Give Troy. information, and the phone accepts that information? For the last two <laughs> years, uh-huh. your phone and everyone around you has been part of the Find My network. Your phone true. and everybody else's phone has been beaconing Bluetooth beacons, just shouting out into the air a bunch of random strings, and then other people's iPhones are receiving those, and then telling apple where on earth it heard those random strings they're always rotating too and okay then, so it's using the same technology as like the, the password sharing app or password sharing it's it's feature. private I it's guess. apple private private is apple's private so i mean it it seems like a really cool technology and yeah, this seems to be the right direction like that tile should have been when it opened up. But they I don't know if tile's gotten any better. They but couldn't like, because of the background. They're not allowed to ask the OS for that much background time. Uh, so and they don't have enough to... users. Because why would I run the app? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense then. Because then Apple, using all Apple devices, half the people have iPhone. Yeah. And 100 bucks for what this is is not, not too bad. I mean, I'll, I got to take into account that all Apple stuff is usually pretty expensive. That's for the so. four pack. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like for four, for a hundred, that means each one's 25. Apparently it's a user replaceable battery. But the fact oh, that God. you can use it like a homing beacon and mm-hmm. it'll actually guide you, go to the right, go to the left. That's 20 feet in front of you. It. That is uh, a killer feature. Yeah, because that's what Tile should have been, but it, it was uh, not... Yep. It was one step closer, but not not all the way. It'll guide you there, and it can chirp and make noise. Mm-hmm. Replaceable battery, that's big, because uh, I borrowed... Well, I didn't borrow. Qua basically gave me his old uh, AirPods, but those things, <laughs> when the battery dies, that's it. There's nothing you can do. Yep. And it's like, I don't... When, when did the first ones come out? How many years has it been now? Oh, Two, like three? 2016, 2017? Wow, has it really been that long? Yeah, it went by really fast. So five years is what those things cost, or what things those things last. At least the first generation did. Yeah. It's, the batteries, the batteries didn't last it. as long on the first gen. The mm-hmm. second gen, that looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, those seem to last a lot longer. And then the first gen Pro version of the AirPods, mm-hmm. they like the the original couple of months that they manufactured them 
they seem to all have this issue where there's rattling in the ear. It's very irritating. That's just your tinnitus acting up. Yeah. It's free tinnitus. It's from it exploding into your ear and it's just giving you tinnitus slowly over time. It's the spider eggs hatching. (laughs) Implanted. Yeah. They climb out (laughs) of the AirPods. Now they release. So you don't ever fall asleep with them in your ear. What happens? Inevitable. Uh, What else? What's on your list here? What is OHM? Um, connect. So Qua actually shared this with me. If this there's this company called Um Connect, and it's supposed to be a, a play on words of Um, which is a elect- electrical term. Um, basically, I give them free access to my electric bill, so they have they can see what I'm doing. And since the electrical company is always keeping tabs, they pretty much like you know hour to hour tabs on what I'm using. But in exchange, they give me a free Google Nest. The whole I don't know how this company makes money, which makes me think they're selling the data, but then I don't know how valuable electricity use data could possibly be, but is it just the numbers or are they actually connecting to the nest? It's probably gonna connect to the nest. I know it has an option to add devices. I don't know if it's forced upon me yet or if I have an option to or not. I just know the the way they they're like because the nest thing is a promotion that they, they don't do that all the time. Um what they're supposedly are doing is that if you give access to electrical data, if you're using less electricity than like the average user, then you get um credit and that, you know, that can build up over time and then you can cash that in for something else. I don't know, like junk. And if you are using more than the average user, then they ding it. So then you can, you can't go any lower than zero, but it's like a way to encourage people to not use as much electricity because then you get rewarded for it. I just want it for the Google Nest. I don't give a shit about the the credit system that they have, because then that's then I can use it uh, Wi-Fi to turn on my AC or not. Even though I'm home all day, anyways. <laughs> but one day I won't be, so it'd be nice to be able to check on the temperature at home. Can you disable their access to your bill? Yes, at any time. So you could just sign up and then disconnect them. I probably could. I didn't read the fine print because I didn't care. But I know you can disconnect anytime. time. That's coming from the electrical company. The electrical company is like, if at any time you want to disconnect, let us know. And I'll just click a button and then it just like cuts them off. Of course, I guess they don't have my, they don't have my billing information because I haven't given them any money. Like they haven't asked for a credit card account at all. I could just disconnect and what are they going to do? Unless they've got like a fail-safe button in the uh, Google Nest to be like, bop, you're dead. Well, who's it shipping from? Shipping with FedEx, but I believe it's shipping from them. They they also sell devices on their their website. So if I wasn't getting it for free, I could buy it through them. Could it? I don't think there's a way to load custom software onto those things. You never know. I thought you couldn't load custom software onto onto cable modems and routers. But I've heard of uh, ISPs yes, doing that. Yep. So I wouldn't think they could, but they did. Yeah, they can load up a new release, an old one. Which really sucks is when you have a kill modem, you install it, you don't know your ISP is doing this. You take your kill modem, you go to somewhere else, you move, and then you now have a new 
internet service provider, but because you have the old internet service provider's software on there, it won't connect to the new one. And if yeah. you don't know that or know how to reset your router, you're boned. It's not hard to do, but like, I remember my parents did that. They they were living in a place that had Spectrum, I think, and then they moved to another area that had Cox Cable. You know, Giga Blast. Ass Blast. Giga Blast. Giga Blast. <laughs> Ass Blast in your mouth with the Cox. Um, and their their cable wouldn't work. It's just like they plugged it in. Nothing. Didn't know why. And after doing a lot of googling, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if this is it." And then sure enough, reset the router, updated with you know latest things and greatest, and then boom, it was working. But I was like, "There'd be no way my parents could ever figure that out on their own." Not, yeah. not cool. Not cool, bro. That's why a lot of ISPs want to rent you hardware, yeah, and make it a combo device. So it's the modem, it's the cable modem, router point. one. Yep. Sucks for you though. What do you mean? As a user, it sucks because sometimes you want more, or you want something different, or you don't want them watching you. Well, I, I, I remember back in the day, like they, they've had that for a while, the renting thing, but like you'd get it and it'd be like the lowest, the cheapest garbage. So even if you upgrade your service, the cable modem they gave you that you're renting, you're paying money for monthly, and the router they give you doesn't handle. And not anymore. Now with these gigabit services, they literally need to insist on you taking their hardware because it is so rare that a customer is willing to spend the hundreds of dollars that it costs mm-hmm. to buy all the correct Gear. gigabit hardware. Yeah. Because you're talking about saturating a whole gigabit Ethernet line. So potentially you can have a wireless access point that do, that does or needs more than a gigabit bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my in my struggles of her trying to figure out what was wrong with my network, I've I've learned all about this now. <laughs> I had a oh, cable yeah. modem that was on the 3.0 DCIS, if I'm remembering Doxus, right. Doxus, Doxus 3. There you go. I had 3.0, but didn't realize that I was paying for for faster speeds than the 3.0 could support. So I was like, oh, damn it! But now I now I have a proper cable modem. I have a proper wireless router. So now I'm getting full speed wireless wired. It don't matter. But then uh, I still get the same issues where from time to time the network just shits on me and now I'm back to one upload. It's a lot better though. It's finally gotten to the point where it's like, okay, I can actually stream like this. It'll be like consistently 10 or 11 and then on a really good day, 20. That's I don't good. Think you have, I don't think you, uh, those numbers even mean anything to you, Mr. Gigabit up, gigabit down. Yeah. I I only accept a four-digit... <laughs> Four digit megabits? Yeah. It's all about that symmetric gigabit. But yeah, that's that's Om Connect. With like we're getting we're getting off track, but uh that's Om Connect if you want to do that. That's probably only depends on the area though. Like I know in Southern California, they were offering it. And I don't even know if they're offering the Google Nest anymore. I just checked their store and they're saying they're sold out, so maybe they don't even offer it anymore. But yeah, I'm thinking of playing some uh, murder, murder miners tonight. Not murder miners like under 18, murder miners like person in a dark hole. All right. You uh, have some time I tonight to join? In. Okay. I've got three free passes, so if anybody wants to play with us, I'll get them a free, free version of it. It only costs like $2.50, but still, free is free. All right, I have a potentially good clip to play for the end of the show here. 
Okay, let's go out with it. I really hope they don't put an ad at the front of this thing, or it's going to step on it, and I'll just have to end the show. Wait, what do you mean an ad? Oh, ad for what you're going to play? Oh. Here to have a very large penis uh, in her pants. Her shoulders are wide. Her face is very, very... Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. What's your website, Troy? Yort.org. Y-O-R-T dot org. Or where it redirects to twitch.tv slash Troy Sinanan. It's a lot of ends. See you next week. See you next week.